Infertility is a long emotional journey. For over 20 years, Dr. Ann has been witness to countless stories. From heartbreak to happiness, beautiful to unbelievable, each account is unique. You are not alone, you have options. These are the stories of the family she's treated. These are the true stories of real people like you. This is Everybody's Getting Pregnant But Me with Dr. Ann. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Ann, and I'd like to welcome you to the fifth episode of Everybody's Getting Pregnant But Me. After hearing stories from several of my guests over the past few months, I think you can all see that infertility is a very frightening journey. Whether you're on your own or trying with a partner, the thought of having such an obstacle in your way of starting the family you've always wanted can be daunting. However, it also can be a magical adventure. Having personally been through it, I can tell you that I've never experienced such an emotional roller coaster. I've always thought that it's helpful to reach out to family and friends for emotional support, but when trying to juggle infertility treatment, work, and family all at once, there's very little time for coffee with friends. Ironically, one of the best support sources can come from the fertility professionals you see several times a week. After all, they've seen thousands of patients in your shoes. They have time cut out just for you, and they really do care, or they wouldn't be doing this in the first place. Today, we're gonna be talking with Monica, a fertility ultrasonographer who's been involved in infertility patient care for over 30 years. Over all those years, she has compiled a list of infertility survival tips that she frequently shares with patients. I've seen patients come into her ultrasound room crying and stressed and walk out smiling and laughing. I can't wait to find out what goes on behind those closed doors. Hi, Monica. Hello, Anne. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited about talking with you today, especially about this topic. Yes, it's what makes our world go around, doesn't it? It, it yeah. does. Yeah. So, Monica, just to start, I want you to tell us when you first meet a patient. So, when you first walk into the room, you've never seen her before. What goes on? What goes through your mind? What happens in that first meeting? Well, I'm an old-fashioned kind of a gal, and first things first, you introduce yourself, who mm -hmm. you are. Find out who the patient is. Find out a little bit about their history. Where are they? You know, are you new to fertility? Have you been around the block a few times? And, uh, and, and I basically just explain to them what I'm going to be doing that day. Also, the most important thing I think I want to try to convey to patients is that the whole reason why we're all here is for family. Mm -hmm. That's what brings us all together. That's what motivates us every morning and night. Uh, family is everything. And I want the patients to know that they're not alone, that there's a lot of obsessive compulsive people whose mission it is to populate Chicago. Mm -hmm. And we're very proud and happy uh, to do so. So first of all, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, communication is key. For a lot of folks, this is all strange new territory here. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, our job to 
explain to them, you know, you explain the, 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 the body, the, the, the physiology, uh, fertility in all of its various forms. And, uh, you know, we take over with the different processes, the ultrasound, the IVFs and embryo transfers. It's a lot. It's very, very complex. It, yeah. it is. It's, um, you know, when you say that, it's something that um, patients will often tell me that they're so nervous when they first start meeting us. They're nervous when they meet me. They're nervous to meet you. Any new person, right? they may not appear nervous, but they're so scared sitting in that chair. So your first, what you first talk about, the first things that you do to, to welcome them, I would imagine are, are super important. Absolutely. And welcoming them, you know, and telling them you're not alone. We are here to help you. And we are here to also not only explain to you, but to answer your questions and also to work with the couple. I mean, there's so many different variations of what we can do here. And every couple is unique, unique in their physical needs, their mental needs, the insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, all Mm -hmm. these things come together. There's so many elements to it. And what we do, number one, is driven by the patient's and what they are comfortable with. That is number one. We are also here, well, I keep saying there's so many number ones here, but we are here to serve the couple Mm -hmm. in a manner that feels appropriate and right, you know, doing procedures, you know, that they are comfortable with with doing as well. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, more than one way to skin a cat, many different mm-hmm. ways to get people pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And when you say that we're addressing what, what they're comfortable with, it makes me think that all of all the patients that you see must be so different. And what's important to one person or what's going to make one person or one couple feel better mm-hmm. may not be appropriate for someone else. So how do you get through to that? How do you figure out what this one particular person needs at this one particular time? Ah, let's see. I think, I think in general, everyone who comes through, you know, whether they've been through four IVFs or whether they're brand new, Mm -hmm. uh, wants pretty much the same thing, uh, to be treated with respect, uh, to be listened to, you know, to be given appropriate information and to make sure that that information is understood. Mm-hmm. And then patients are, if you're open with the patients, they're open with you too, I found. Mm-hmm. So if someone, oh, I'm brand new and I'm kind of anxious about this, no problem. We'll go through it step by step or, hey, I've done this like five times. You don't have to give me this schmalzy spiel. Mm, yeah, uh, let's yeah. just get this over with and let me get home again. Yeah, you know? Everybody's different. So everyone way. is very, very different as far as what they need. And, and patients will let you know. I get all my cues from my patients. And uh, again, going through the process, whether you've done it a lot or, or brand new, Again, communication is key. And this is complex, as I said earlier. And what I like to tell virtually everyone, uh, for them, for their partner, is as you go through this, make your list. You have a question in your mind, you jot it down, you find a spot on your iPhone. Husband, wife, or partner, whatever. Jot them down right away because you'll forget them if you don't. Mm -hmm. Each of you get your list started. Before it's time to talk to the doc, combine your list, get a master list. Tell the doctor you have a list. We love lists. Oh, I love lists too. Lists are fantastic because Mm -hmm. you go through everything step by step. And when you're done, 
oh, you feel so much better, yeah. you know, that you're, that you're more understanding and you feel more comfortable, you know, about the process. And never stop your list. There's always questions every step of the way. And, and we want those questions. So yeah. that, that's a good tip. Make a list. I think that's really important too. It, I find that um, sometimes patients will do that. They'll make a list, but then they're almost apprehensive to bring it out. Right. Until you say to them, we um, love lists. Is there, any, is there anything else? Do you happen to have a list? And they'll say, oh, by the way, I, I do. Let me just get right. it out here. So right. I think that's so. a great point. So Monica, then what I, I see patients go into your room all the time and they do appear very nervous and scared. And I can tell by their demeanor that they're apprehensive and nervous. And then when I see them coming out, oftentimes they're smiling and laughing. And I want to know what is it that goes on in that room? So, so I know through the years you have a list of things that you've mentally and maybe even listed that that are helpful. So tell us what your tips are. Oh, yes. I I do have some IVF survival tactics. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to hear about. Oh, many survival tactics. We want the secrets. I have have the clinical survival survival tactics. And then I also have the underground guidebook to IVF. Yes, you have your own list, don't you, Yeah, underground guidebook to IVF and or stimulation. Because once you start with stimulation, that's a whole other animal altogether from a physical point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just want to give you ladies that are going to be proceeding with, with major drugs here a little bit of a help. First of all, this is ovarian Olympics. Going through an IVF cycle. Oh, you got one little follicle in the hormones that go with it. Here you got six, eight, 10, 12 follicles, and you got two, 3,000 of estradiol. <laughs> I mean, your poor body hasn't seen this kind of hormones ever unless you've been pregnant. You know, your ovaries have never been this big. Flood, blood flow has never been this much. It's all to the max. And the hormones themselves also make changes in your body, just like early pregnancy when you get another flood of hormones. Mm-hmm. So remember, this is ovarian Olympics. And here's what you can expect, all right? Number one, tired, all right? So rest, lighten the load, lower the standards. IVF takes a lot out of you physically and mentally. So prepare ahead of time by keeping things simple. Yes, use paper plates, okay? Mm -hmm. Anything to make your life easier while you're going through. Order out and whatever he cooks is delicious. Otherwise, he'll never (laughs) cook again, okay? So number one side effect is tired, so you rest. Number two is fluid retention, sometimes pretty substantial, three, five, eight pounds. I mean, every fluid goes everywhere else, rings and feet get tired. You don't have enough for the normal kidney and bowel function. So if you don't drink enough, or if you sweat a lot in this hot weather, what happens is urine gets dark and you get constipated. And you've got enough discomfort coming with ovaries uh, getting bigger. So you don't need that. Being dehydrated also makes you much more tired as to that malaise. By drinking a, a, a good amount of water, and we're not talking two gallons, just your normal mm-hmm. eight glasses of water a day is good. By drinking the water, you will physically feel better as well. Mm-hmm. Okay? You won't feel so tired. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep the uh, plumbing going. Mm-hmm. Nothing carbonated because gas and bloating is the last one. Tired, fluid retention, gas and bloating. So small meals. And uh, so, yeah. Monica, you're mm-hmm. telling them things physically, realistic things that things, will make them feel better as they go to through. Do. Yeah, as the practical ov- things. Practical things. As the ovaries get, and everyone's different. Some people sail right through this with hardly any side effects whatsoever. Uh, others 
feel every side effect in the book. Most women do feel it. I would say at least 80, 90% yeah. of women do feel something. As the ovaries grow real fast towards the mid-cycle, they get heavy. And uh, the ovaries, no nerve endings, but the ligaments have a lot. Mm-hmm. So as they get heavier, that's when you start feeling those pains every so often. You know, that's from the, the heavy load, it's the ligaments. So don't exercise. We don't want you to be, you know, bouncing up and down and making you more sore. Mm-hmm. That's why we say kind of take it easy as soon as you start to feel the ovaries a little bit. But uh, yeah, it is a physical process as you go through it. And it also takes a whole month. It takes two weeks for those ovaries to get to mature size right before aspiration. Aspiration, we take the fluid out, but they fill right back up. That's a natural process too. And then they take another two weeks to go back down, both the the size of the follicles in the ovaries and the hormone levels. So it sounds like you're telling them to be patient. This isn't going to go away in a couple of days. This is going to take a little while. This is going to take a while. Yeah, usually the first three, four days after the aspiration, you're feeling a bit better. You can get out and do walks, but if you must do exercise... Start very easy. See how you feel the next day. Your ovaries will tell you right away mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're ready for more. So yeah. physically, there's a lot of things, a lot of practical things that you suggest patients do, and I'm sure they appreciate yeah. all that that information because they don't they don't know how to help themselves right. feel a little bit better as far as what to eat, what to drink, how to right. exercise, and and what to expect. What is normal? Yeah, because you read all kinds of things when you go on the internet. Yeah, Doctor Google has all sorts of things. Oh out Lord, there. yes. As they're going through IVF, what about mm-hmm. like m- mentally? They have uh, they are stressed as they're going through this. What can you tell them to help alleviate some of their stress? I think confidence in your team and knowing that your questions are being answered, understanding of the process, uh, knowing that the path that you're taking, you're comfortable with it, uh, understanding the odds, you know, and being able to deal with the fact that this may not work the Mm -hmm. first time. You know, these are all things. But some people tend to, um, how shall I say, type A personalities, obsess Mm -hmm. a little bit about it. Everyone's different. Uh, And other people, they're fine to let, I'll do whatever you say, Doc, Mm -hmm. okay? So there's all kinds of folks out there, and it works on all kinds of folks. Uh, what I would suggest for both kinds of people is diversionary tactics. I give some examples. Think ahead. It's going to mm-hmm. be a whole entire month, okay? Yeah. Figure out what you like to do. You like to read? Get the magazines, get the books, okay? Mm-hmm. You like to garden? Okay, go to the garden center, pick him out, and then you can sit on the chaise lounge and watch him as he plants mm, them. Yeah, right. Of time, yeah. Or hire the neighborhood kid. Mm. Okay, you might get <laughs> better results that way. Uh, but uh, do things that you like to do. And okay? plan for it. And plan for it. Absolutely. Get a date with your girlfriends and go have the mani-pedi. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Anything to divert yourself. Do some cooking. Do some baking. If there's a family event, go all out and decorate that cake, you know? Just fun things. And and you know what? Life is so busy for a lot of folks. Sometimes it's just a joy to be able to sit back and have license not to be productive. Just to be lazy 
And uh, some patients need that and like it when we tell them to be take off two weeks, take off the time. Mm -hmm. I've had many people tell me they just needed that in general. Right. Right. When you see somebody who's gone through several IVF cycles, who's been trying for years to get pregnant and has gone through many, many treatments and becomes um, almost very stoic and sometimes a little bit negative about going through how do you how do you approach that what advice do you give patients that are at that point of the yeah. process well first of all you accept and acknowledge how they feel this is a very valid feeling you know and it shouldn't be diminished and you shouldn't gloss it over and be all oh nice 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 it's going to work it's going to work yeah. you know we know the realities of this yeah and all we can do is just try to be positive and then just keep on going. I notice a lot of these folks, they don't want to dwell on it. They don't want to chit-chat a lot. They just want to get the procedure over with and then go back home and rest. Mm-hmm. And that I respect as well. Okay? Mm-hmm. So everyone deals with it. And it does get tougher. I, mean, I have no idea how I would have dealt with it, you know, had I gone down that path. But, yeah. but, it, but it's a real feeling. And it's okay. You know, and you have to acknowledge it and, and say it's, it's, it's all right. You know, there's a lot of tears that come in this too. You know, yeah, a lot of, and a lot, lot of, of and a lot of tears, a lot of frustration. You know, that's unfortunately all part of it. Uh, it's a tremendous work for all of us. I'm patience number one. Yeah. But the rewards are so great, and we've seen those rewards. And even people that we never thought would get pregnant have gotten pregnant. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, no one knows. Mother Nature is so much in charge. Sometimes you just have to give Mother Nature the chance. You know, and uh, for many it will work, and for others they they know they've done everything they can, and family takes on a little different definition for them, mm-hmm. you know, than they originally thought, which is the way that it happens for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Almost you have to go through the steps, yeah, to find out what the next step is. Oh, with with fertility, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a varied path, uh, but I want patients to know that you take it on your terms. Okay, don't let anyone rush you into it. Or if you do want to rush into it, some people are excited. They want to get as many cycles done mm-hmm. as possible. Just let us know. Just talk to us. We'll work with you. Absolutely. Because we know how difficult it is and we want to make it as easy as we can. What about the patient who comes in who's really just sad? You you talk to them for a little while and you know they're just really, really sad going through all this. Mm-hmm. Any tips for that sad Sadness, anything that you, you've you seen help with that feeling? Yeah, tell some lousy IVF jokes or just <laughs> tell any kind of jokes about any other topic, okay? And just get their mind off of it, you know? And if, 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 we, if I can get them to laugh, you know, uh, you know, talk about the new nail collar, the, talk yeah. about the garden, talk about it. Just get the mind off of it. Yeah, because it doesn't help. Right, sadness to, is part of it, yeah. you know? And you have to, again, accept that as part of it. Yeah. And, and not deny it, you know, validate mm-hmm. it and... Uh, and then see if we can't put it behind us and move on. And you seem very good at the, the IVF jokes. You, I'm sure you've collected I, many through your years. I have taken IVF jokes from many staff and doctors, I'm proud to say, and 
Oh, husbands are a wonderful source as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- let's talk a little bit about the husbands too. So yeah. I'm sure you've encountered your fair share of husbands doing all this. Yes. And is there any specific advice that you give the husbands? How do you approach them? Do you talk to them? Do you focus on the couple or what? Is, how do you, how do you deal with the husbands who come in with the wives? Well, there's, there's one bit of uh, one survival tactic which kind of encompasses a lot and it goes something like this okay now the husband's job is to buy the wife's favorite treat food oh good idea present it to the wife back off close the door (laughs) head off to the man cave done the wife should graciously accept this gift no matter whether she likes it or not you are hormonal. Mm-hmm. And then always make sure that you have your cell phone with you. Uh-huh. And when the horns and the fangs come out and you want to rant and rave at somebody, leave the poor husband alone. Call your girlfriend. Call your sister-in-law. Uh-huh. The women can handle it. Get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. And then be nice to your husband. Mm. He's got to be there for the 2 a.m. feedings. You know what I mean? And you let so, them both know this. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, honey, yes, you are advice. hormonal. Okay. Don't yell at the poor guy. <laughs> Good advice. I'm sure you've saved many a marriages with that. I don't know if I've saved marriages. This is just a little hurdle to get through. It's something to think about. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, good advice, though, Monica. So sad patients, angry patients, any other type of, of any other feelings that you you know or you've seen go patients going through infertility having that's really prominent that kind of takes over? Yeah, happy anticipation. Yeah, that's good. The yeah. most common emotional state, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Is that they're happy. They're excited. Some patients have waited years to have a chance to mm-hmm. do an IVF. Or they're happy because they're with a new doctor and a new lab and we're going to try out something different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or they're going for baby number two. But, but I think happy anticipation, excitement is probably the much more common feeling that, that, that we share with the patients. Yeah, and it's it interesting. It yeah. is. It's, an, it's such an exciting thing. I mean, doing an embryo transfer, as we all of us watch, including the patient putting that embryo back, and you see that flash. Every mm-hmm. one of us has goosebumps, you mm-hmm. know? Sometimes we're all wiping away the tear. Still, little, after yeah, all these after years. After all these years, yeah. yeah. A little one coming home to mama, you know? And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a happy, exciting time. Yeah, it's interesting you know? that you say that because you're right. We concentrate so much on helping patients through yeah. this and and um, finding out if they're sad or angry or depressed or anxious. And in all reality, so many of them are just very, very excited to, to sure. be doing this. The, finally. Atti- the attitude is like, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, a really good point. And maybe that's why it's such a, 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 a joy f- Yeah, for us to do too, right? right? It is, it is. Because like we're all working together on this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's a marvelous thing. It really is. So now, Monica, you're seeing mostly IVF patients, patients that are going through IVF cycles, right? Correct. Right. Um, what particular advice do you have patient have for patients going through IVF in general? Oh, that's what I said before. Lighten the load, lower the standards. Yeah. You know, diversionary tactics. You know, are the are the uh, situational things the medical things is rest 
drink yeah. extra fluids and small meals. I mean, it's as simple as that. And would you yeah. recommend those same same things for patients that are going through uh, other fertility types of treatments, medications? Yeah, as far as like Clomid. Uh, Clomid, uh, lots of water, small meals, because Clomid tends to give headaches, I've heard from a certain population, you know, a certain percentage of patients. Uh, but in general, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, make your list and uh, don't be shy. Don't yeah. ever be shy about asking questions, expressing concerns. We want to hear them and we want to hear them quickly so yeah, that true. we can take care of them right away. You know, mm-hmm. There you go. So to, to, it sounds like you have you spend a lot of time talking to patients. Yes. A lot of time, probably even more time talking to them than actually doing procedures, procedures right. right? So how do you manage that in your schedule? What is it that you, how do you focus your time so that you're able to do all that? Because I... I do know that oftentimes patients will will say to me, Ooh, you know, I, I, I went in for my procedure and and there just wasn't enough time to get everything out. So how do you manage that? Talk fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're good at that. No, but, but uh, well, but it I, sounds I, like there's must be more than that. You must well, have some kind of game plan ahead of time so that you can get everything out. It's and communicate. not so much a, a game plan as it is judicious scheduling. I mean, we're blessed with being in a small practice. And with a smaller practice, you have much more control over your time. Mm -hmm. And so people don't have to come way ahead of time. You know, we we do the procedures quick and we only have a couple, three procedures that we do at a time. And so it does go very nicely and smoothly. And there's always little breaks in between. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time the anesthesia goes in and first I do a little spiel and anesthesia comes in and starts the IV and they do a little spiel. And then we have a few minutes to wait for lab and doctor to get ready. So then I go in and talk to them again. There's always a little time here and there after the procedure is done. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. time management is really important because it is important to make people feel comfortable and it does require time. And that's that's what we're there for. The time, yeah, the time works. You know, the time works. We everything goes nice, nice and smoothly. And I only have one doctor to deal with, and not ten. And makes so- life a little bit easier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> makes life much easier. Yeah. Is there any any other advice for someone who's who's going in to see their doctor or have a procedure or go into their ultrasound for the first time, any final advice you have for that patient? If you're uncomfortable with the procedure or um, nervous, it's new, tell the person, this is my first time or um, this is a little uncomfortable for me and have them explain it to you, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Don't be shy. I know uh, sometimes, you know, you kind of get into the routine of things on a busy day. You expect everyone knows what's, what, what, what to do or what's going to happen. Uh, so if you see that you're not getting the information that would make you comfortable, or if you just want to slow it down a little bit, uh, please just tell us. Mm, I please, think that's great just, advice. Just explain it to me, what you're doing. And, and uh, if you're confused, if you don't understand something, Say that as well. These are pretty complex processes, and it takes a little bit of effort to break them down to a point where, you know, we can understand it. Mm-hmm. Even even doctors, if they're in a different specialty, 
you know, they need yeah. it broken down as well because all of medicine is so complex nowadays, every aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really good advice too mm-hmm. because as much as we're trying to read our patients' minds and we want to know what they're thinking, we don't oftentimes. Right. And it does require just uh, just them speaking up, whether they're sad, angry, questioning, right. just need more information. If they could just let us know, we will be empathetic to that. Everybody needs to have a voice and we want to hear their voice. Absolutely. So I think that's great advice, Monica. Well, I love your survival tips. Do you have anything else to tell those women out there going through treatment? Yes, the IVF diet. Okay. Oh, yes, that sounds interesting. Yeah, now you put up both of your hands in front of you like the scales of justice. Okay, on one hand, you have the salad and the grilled chicken breasts and all the nice healthy foods over here. On the other hand, you've got cheesecake, chocolate, ice cream. All right. Mm. And then so eat a little bit of the salad and the steak and the whatever, or the chicken and the good food. Okay, so you can justify eating (laughs) (laughs) your treats. And that is the IVF diet. (laughs) Definitely pamper yourselves. Uh, You're hormonal. You must have a little bit of chocolate cheesecake or ice cream. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's important. You got to get through this. And that's what it takes. You have to to pamper. You have to pamper yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I love your survival Mm. tips, Monica. Okay. Thank you so much for being here today. And um, I will see you soon. My pleasure, Anne. My pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Monica. Thank you for listening to Everybody's Getting Pregnant But Me with Dr. Ann Borkowski. For additional information, a copy of this podcast, or to get in touch with Dr. Ann, please go to www.NorthShoreFertility.com. Till we see you again, stay focused and keep moving towards your dreams. This podcast was edited and produced by Sonic Transformation. Sonic Transformation, your sound refined.